I failed. Again. Father. Jin. Help me. Before I start my review, please subscribe to our channel on YouTube and follow us on Instagram or Spotify. We are still new and have a lot of dope content on the way, so stay tuned. 2020 has been a year full of disappointments. COVID-19 has caused the world to be put on pause, forcing most people to stay in isolation, and video games have been one of the major ways for people to escape and distract themselves while we wait for the world to restart again. Ghost of Tsushima was one of my top anticipated games for 2020, but to my surprise it became my favorite game of the year so far. Although there are already some major releases earlier in the year, none of those games met my expectations and all had different problems. Resident Evil 3 turned out to be a less than fulfilling game experience, deceptively marketed to be a full-fledged remake of the classic PS1 title. Final Fantasy VII Remake was great, but left me salivating for more and the realization that a proper continuation won't come for at least another couple of years or so just added to my annoyances. And The Last of Us Part Two became my biggest disappointment as a gamer in recent memory. As we're finally transitioning into the next generation of consoles with the release of PlayStation 5 on the horizon, I was hoping 2020 would give a proper send-off to the successful PS4 console. While not a terrible year of gaming, compared to the strong lineup of console exclusives in 2018, as well as third-party offerings in 2019, 2020 seems weaker in comparison. Admittedly, my expectations for Ghost of Tsushima were low purely based on gameplay trailers and underwhelming marketing from Sucker Punch, but after my less than satisfying experience with The Last of Us Part II, I was just yearning for a game that didn't have political agendas behind it or any other AAA schemes. Luckily for me, Ghost of Tsushima was that game. In the past, we've had samurai games that typically blended fantasy with feudal Japan, such as the Onimusha series, the Neo series, and most recently, Sekiro. However, we have never seen an open-world samurai game in a grounded setting. Gamers have been wanting for Ubisoft to create an Assassin's Creed game based in Japan's Edo period of samurai and ninja warriors. But since they failed to listen to fans, Sucker Punch took it upon themselves to create not only a well-made action game, but an experience that respectfully pays homage to the samurai of old. With the risk of being bland or predictable, Sucker Punch found a way to make realism fun and engaging. There are seven virtues that the samurai follow. Courage, justice, respect, loyalty, honor, honesty, and mercy, which in Japanese translates to Jin, who happens to be the name of the main protagonist. Jin Sakai is an honorable samurai from the well-respected Sakai clan, one of the five major clans that inhabit the island of Tsushima. Jin Sakai is depicted to be a young warrior who slowly descends into a never-ending cycle of violence as leader of the Mongols, Kodan Khan, continued to invade the island of Tsushima. Throughout the story, Jin, aka Lord Sakai, is deemed as the hero of Tsushima, who gradually gains a reputation by liberating territories occupied by the Mongols. 
Along his journey, he is joined by allies from different walks of life, helping Jin to overtake the Mongols and reclaim the land of Tsushima. By doing so, Jin has to kill by enemies necessary to defeat his enemies and become the ghost, a moniker Jin earns when using stealth and deceit to kill his foe. Throughout the story, Jin's uncle disapproves of his nephew's conniving methods and create a rift in their relationship. The game story is nothing innovative nor exciting half of the time, but it is a story that seems fitting for the setting. While I wasn't blown away by the overall narrative, the ending interaction between Jin and his uncle by the end of the game is easily the most heartfelt moment, and for me, it makes the 30 plus hour campaign worth it. The gameplay could be described as a typical open world action game with elements of role playing and platforming, but beneath that is deep katana swordplay mechanics that not only makes you feel like a samurai, but also makes you feel like you're mastering swordsmanship. The katana represents strength and balance and is often synonymous with samurai culture. It serves as not only the primary weapon of choice for the samurai, but also acts as an extension of a samurai warrior. The swordplay in Ghost of Tsushima is arguably the most important aspect of the game. Because if the game had shitty combat, the game would automatically lose authenticity. I appreciate that Sucker Punch took liberty into making the combat in this game kinetic and purposeful. Different sword stances use different techniques made for specific enemy types. Mastering and knowing when to switch stances is critical to successful combat. My only complaint is I wish they used the directional buttons to switch stances instead of using a mini menu to make combat flow a little better. Despite that small gripe, combat is always fun and always keeps you on your toes, especially on higher difficulty. Everything from parrying attacks, sidestep dodging, and stringing together combos feel incredibly fluid, and I have to give credit to Sucker Punch for adding dimensions and complexity to their combat. Whether you're in battle against multiple enemies at once, or having a classic one-on-one -on -one duel, cutting down enemies with your sword has never felt so good. Stop! Before it's too late! While the combat is damn near flawless, almost everything else in the game falls to the wayside. The island of Tsushima offers beautiful environments with plenty of variety. Lush fields, beautiful vistas, mountainous landscapes. The game is a visual treat. While the graphics aren't the most detailed I've ever seen in the video game, the use of vibrant colors and lighting make everything pop and disguise any visual flaws the game has. The biggest crime of the game, however, is the lack of activities. This game is big on exploration, but other than a few side activities to help keep your interest, there isn't as much to do in the world as one would hope. The ones I thoroughly enjoyed were the haiku spots, finding onsens that helped increase your health, and discovering Shinto shrines. The Shinto shrines offered a nice change of pace from all the fighting and killing, and allowed the players to practice fun platforming by scaling tall mountains or traversing tight spots, while also taking in the nice scenery Sucker Punch curated. I also thoroughly enjoyed the Bamboo Strike locations. It's a fun quick mini game that cleverly tested the player's memorization skills as well as their thumb speed. Region 2 also adds the cinematic one-on-one -on -one samurai duels. Now my least favorite aspect of the game are easily the abundance of collectibles. While the legendary katanas were a nice touch and the Mongol artifacts were at the very least interesting, collecting Mongol banners and archives were purely busy work. I'm just glad they didn't make collectibles a part of the Platinum Trophy experience. The Fox Dens were just as annoying during my playthrough. While enduring at first, the Fox Dens were just another chore added to my checklist for completion. Every time a question mark popped up on the map, I was praying to God it wasn't another Fox Shrine. And most of the time, it was. They could have easily cut down the number of Fox Shrines in half and it probably would have been better. If there was one thing I would have added to the game, 
There probably would have been more minigame sections similar to the bamboo strikes. Maybe a koi pond fishing game, or maybe even a minigame that would allow players to sharpen their katana. I don't know. Something other than the boring, monotonous fox den shrines or bandit collecting. Creators have said the game draws a lot of inspiration from historical tales of Miyamoto Musashi, one of the most celebrated samurai philosophers, but aesthetically, the most obvious inspiration derived from the works of Akira Kurosawa films, most notably Seven Samurai, regarded as Kurosawa's masterpiece as well as the most influential samurai film ever made. The themes of Seven Samurai include living and dying by their duty and their code of honor, which is the common thread throughout the story of Ghost of Tsushima. Jin is a character who has watched his father die in front of his eyes, as well as seeing people closest to him die left and right by an enemy who wants to ruin the balance and quality of life of his people. Jin slowly sheds away the code of the samurai, and ultimately becomes the ghost by the end of the game. Samurai pride themselves in respecting their opponents before engaging into battle, but Jin thinks protecting his people should take priority, even if it means the way of the samurai has to die. There is a quote by director Kira Kurosawa who says, Human beings are unable to be honest with themselves about themselves. They cannot talk about themselves without embellishing. Jin is a character who could care less about his reputation as a samurai and could care less about his family lineage. He remains true to himself and his beliefs despite him losing friends and family along the way. In my opinion, that is what makes him one of the best video game protagonists in 2020. Ghost of Tsushima isn't the explosive send-off PS4 fans were expecting it to be, but it is an enjoyable experience from beginning to end nonetheless. I give Ghost of Tsushima an 8.5 out of 10. If you made it all the way through the review, I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Did Ghost of Tsushima meet your expectations? Drop a comment down below and let me know what you guys thought. If you enjoy this content, don't forget to subscribe to the Top Back Podcast. We'll have more reviews on TV shows, movies, and video games later on in the future. From the top of the dome to the back of the pack, this is the Top Back Podcast. Peace.